What's up, everybody? Welcome to Building Our Power. This is Gabby back at you with another episode of Building Our Power. Thank you, everybody, uh, for listening. Thank you for checking in. Thank you, guys, for all the uh, Patreon uh, donations as well as the personal donations. You've helped us fill up the fridge consistently. The community thanks you. We all thank you. And, um, definitely helping out during these tough times for sure i'm um, going to hit us up hit us up at uh, building our pwr on our social media channels and yeah today we're gonna get back into some theory uh today we're going to be reading this article slash book an organizing manual for community activists by Lorenzo Gomboa Irving. Community control of the poor community. And I think this is really good, especially if we're talking about Black August, you know, you know, honoring George Jackson. You know, if you don't know, we read through that entire book uh, the past year. I think it's good to just start in it, continuing that same vein of organizing and uh, next steps. Um, and how we can actively engage and organize our communities. So, definitely excited to read this with you guys. We're going to see how long it takes. We may finish it today. We may not. Let's just see. All right. Actually, uh, Lorenzo starts with a quote from George Jackson. It says, How do we raise a new revolutionary consciousness against a system program against our old methods? We must use a new approach and revolutionize the central city commune and slowly provide the people with the incentive to fight by allowing them to create programs that will meet all their social, political, and economic needs. We must fill the vacuum left by the established order. In return, we must teach them the benefits of our revolutionary ideals. We must build a substance economy and a social political infrastructure so that we can become an example for all revolutionary people george jackson blood in my eye the idea behind a mass commune is to create a dual power structure as a counter to the government under conditions that exist now in fact we anarchists believe the first step towards self-determination and social revolution is community control of the poor community this means that People must form and unify their own organizations of struggle, take control of the existing communities and all the institutions within them, and conduct a consistent fight to overcome every form of economic, political, and cultural servitude, and any system of racial and class inequality which is the product of this racist capitalist society. The realization of this aim means that we can build communes that will be centers of counterpower and social revolutionary culture against the political power structures in the principal cities of the world. Once they assume control, such communes would be an actual alternative to the state and serve as a force to revolutionize people and by extension large segments of society, which could not possibly remain immune to this process. It would serve as a living revolutionary example to all progressives. There is tremendous fighting power in the community, but it's not organized in a structured revolutionary way to effectively struggle and take what is due. The capitalist ruling class recognizes this, which is why it pushes the fraud of black capitalism and black politicians and other such responsible leaders. These fakes and sellouts lead us to the dead end road of voting and praying for which we must really be willing to fight for. We anarchists will not give up without a fight. 
it will be necessary to economically and politically cripple it. We should not continue to passively allow the system to exploit and oppress us. The commune is a staging ground for revolutionary struggle. For instance, people should refuse to pay taxes to the government, should boycott the capitalist corporations, should lead a general strike all over the country, and should engage in insurrection to drive the police out and win a liberated zone. This would be a powerful method to obtain the demands of the movement and weaken the power of the state. We can even force the government to make money available for community development as a concession instead of as a payout, a payoff to buy out the struggle. If we put a gun to the banker's head and say, quote, we know you've got the money, now give it up, unquote, he would have to surrender. Now the question is, if we did the same thing to the government using direct action with an insurrectionary mass movement, would these both be acts of expropriation? Or is it just to pacify the community? Why they gave us the money. One thing for sure, we definitely need the money. And however we compel it from the government is less important than the fact that we forced them to give it up to the people. We could then use the money to rebuild our communities, maintain our organizations, and care for the needs of our people. It could be a major concession, a victory. Okay, so he's talking about um, one of the methods he sees as a potential for us in the communities. As far as, um, you know, causing the economy to suffer and as a demand, be like, hey, you have to fund these communities. You have to do this. You have to do that before we go back to playing the game. And he says it's not a payoff or a way to shut things down. It's just a way to get money from the government and to get them to do what you say. Now, um, no, I think it's a good uh, idea. And it's something that uh, you may be able to accomplish maybe on a little local level with your local mayor or governor or something like that. Um, but ultimately, we know. We know that uh, America only speaks the language of violence. And uh, even a little stalemate, a little general strike is not enough to get America to act right. Um, they will use violence to get you to pay taxes. They will use violence to get you to go to work. So, but we're going to keep reading. We're going to keep reading. Um, but we also got to realize that people are not simply oppressed by force of arms. But that part of the moral authority of the state comes from the mind of the oppressed who consent to the right to be govern governed. As long as people believe that some moral or political authority of the government has legitimacy in their lives, that they owe a duty to this nation as citizens, or even that we are responsible, they are responsible for their own oppression, they cannot effectively fight back. We must free our minds from the ideas of the rainbow nation and begin to see ourselves as new people. This can only be accomplished under dual power, where patriotism of the people for the state is replaced by love and support for the commune. We do that by making the commune a real thing in day-to-day -day lives of ordinary people. Yes, going back to the main thing, that even without the guns, for some people, the gun is in the brain. That indoctrination that we've been given since we were little babes with our parents with our schools with our churches that 
the authority. You need authority. You love authority. You bow down to authority. Nothing will get done without authority. That's what makes people think like, I can't do that to a cop. I can't. I can't not pay my taxes. I can't not do that. Why not? They doing it to you. But it's a lot of indoctrination that we have to uh, fight against. And that's why political education is so important. People have to understand. Everybody's not going to get it. But for some people, it's a mental, it's a mental battle. So we got to fight that with facts and information. Um, and just saying, he also saying the dual power, like seeing it in real life, seeing people come together and do things will help people start to see for themselves. You do not need an authority. You do not need a government. You do not need a leader. You do not need police. Um, we should establish community councils to make policy decisions and administer the affairs of the community. These councils would be democratic neighborhood assemblies composed of representatives elected by workers in various community institutions, factories, hospitals, schools, as well as delegates elected on a block basis. We must uh, reject the councilors and other politicians or government bureaucrats as a substitute for community power. We must therefore have community control of all the institutions of the community instead of just letting the state decide what is good for us. Not just the jobs and housing, but also full control over schools, hospitals, welfare centers, libraries, etc. Must be turned over to that community because only the residents of a community have a true understanding of its needs and desires. Um, the community councils. Mm, I don't know how I feel about that. Um, and that's okay. I know we ain't going to agree with everybody and what everybody says. Not saying there doesn't need to be some type of government governing. Or not, even, not, not a governing thing. But there needs to be some system in which uh, ideas are expressed. And ideas get implemented. And ideas get um, debated and voted on. Stuff like that. But the idea of community councils to make the policy decisions and administer the affairs I feel like mm, we're starting to get to a hierarchical type thing I and mean, it's starting to get a little bureaucratic I feel like the more people you get the more hands that it needs to touch in order to be implemented the the more chances it's got to to become corrupt and not saying that the people alone I ain't going to want to vote on some terrible things and get some terrible things done. I don't know. But I don't know. I'm, I'm thinking as far as myself. As far as social-wise, being a non-binary black person. Being seen as a woman by some, as a man by others. I know if we were to do a majority vote right now, or even to have some type of representative, representative government, that a lot of these people would vote for uh, my demise or vote to get me eliminated or vote to get me ostracized or something like that. I don't know. I mean, I understand this is a uh, like a step-by-step process. This is like something like we could do this in the immediate future, like 10 years and like 10 years or something like that. I get that. But I don't know. I guess when you are more... The more and more you are marginalized, the less you trust 
others to be able to make decisions based on your life. And I think that's why, you know, um, for myself and for KT and for some others, we tend we have tended to go more towards the anarchist route because we realize that, you know, some of this stuff that has been programmed into our brains, like even when you have the right intentions at heart, if you aren't actively thinking critically and and fighting against that those oppressive thoughts, they will be replicated in even a new society. I, I didn't come on here to, to nitpick on every little thing. Lorenzo is the bomb.com dude is uh, amazing, prolific. But, you know, we just got to put our two cents in here because it's just how we do it. What do y'all think? Put it in the comments. All right. But I do think as far as people, period, even if we're not talking about creating an anarchist or communist society, we need the control of our own things. Why aren't the people that are using the library in control and making decisions about the library? Why aren't the people that live in the community with the hospital, why aren't they getting the care that they need? It's literally made for them. So I definitely get that part. Um... Here's an example of how it would work. We would elect a community council to supervise all schools in the community. We would encourage parents, teachers, students, and community at large to work cooperatively cooperatively in every phase of school administration. Rather than have an authority figure like a principal in his or her uncaring bureaucratic administration run things as are done at present, the whole community will have to engage in a militant struggle to take over the public schools and turn them into centers of culture and learning. We cannot continue to depend on the richest public school boards to do this for us. I definitely agree on that. That will never happen in the current system. The local council would then be federated or joined together on a local level to create a citywide group of councils who will run affairs in the community. The councils and other neighborhood collectives organized by a variety of reasons would make a mass commune. This commune would, in turn, be federated at the regional and interregional level. The aim being to create an interregional federation of communes, which would meet periodically in one or a number of mass assembly meetings. The federation will be composed of elected or appointed delegates representing their local commune or council. Such an interregional federation of communes would allow community councils from all over southern Africa to work out common policies and speak with one voice on all matters affecting their communities or regions. It would thus have more power than any single community council could. However, to prevent the interregional federation from bureaucratic usurpation of power by political factions or opportunist leaders, elections should be held regularly and delegates would be subject to recall at any time for misconduct so that they remain under a control of the local community they represent. Now, under that, I do like uh, the idea of regular uh, voting. Like, your your position can be, like, it is not long at all. Because I feel like that is one of the, the, the big issues that we have here among the millions. People can stay indefinitely. And, and these terms are way too long. Four years? Uh-uh. Four years? That is too long. In the end of your, I already know what you're about. Uh-uh. You can't do it in one year, bye. You ain't working towards something like I can tangibly, materially see. Adios. Good night. Get out. People will tell you all the time. Yeah, You only have four years. Let, let you only have a one-year term. Look how much folks would be able to do. Look how much they would accomplish in America if we said you only had a one-year term. Because then folks, literally, every single move they make is about getting reelected. 
four years you have plenty of time you have two years to bullshit one year to to do or one or two things and the last year is over there the campaign so i get that um you know i <sighs> we ain't gonna nitpick everything but y'all know how i feel about schools and public schools i feel like for a lot of these things to work like a mass mobilization taking over the community certain things are just going to have to be like no-brainers if we're talking about a school the children need to be at the center of all of these conversations i don't want to hear none about what no uh school board leader got to say i do want to hear about what the teachers have to say because they are the workers but students definitely need to be centered in whatever we're talking about and whatever we're talking about how to 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 run a damn school because they're the ones that are having to sit in the damn thing and get the education so as long as that's in place i'm good with all this but i feel like a lot of these things are you just throw people together and just say do it all of the isms and the obvious and the power imbalances will show its head. There's got to be some type of education before we just say, go and do it. Because even with us, we can have, again, the right intentions. We're going to do this for us. This is going to be our thing. Blah, 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 blah. Y'all over here creating a whole school. The children over here, they j- more bored than ever before. They, they're they not being encouraged to, to do things. They like. You know what I'm saying? That's the only thing I gotta say. All right, <laughs> we may not finish this tonight. Okay, um, the community councils are really a type of grassroots movement made up of all the social formations of our people. The block and neighborhood community committees, labor, student, and youth groups, even the church to a limited degree, exactly, social activist groups, and others to unite the various protest actions around a common program of struggle for this period. The campaigns for this period must use the tactics of direct mass action, as it is very important that the people themselves must realize a sense of their organized power. Yes, yes. These grassroots associations will provide a form of organization to the usually mass spontaneous actions whose basis is of the working class instead of the usual middle class misleadership. We anarchists recognize these community councils as being a form of direct democracy instead of the type of phony parliamentary democracy, which is really nothing but controlled by politicians and businessmen. The councils are especially important because they provide embryonic self-rule and the beginnings of an alternative to the capitalist economic system in its government. It's a way to undermine the government and make it an irrelevant dinosaur because its services are no longer needed. Okay, so I'm getting what he's saying. So he's saying... This is all still under the, the guise of we're still, like, right now, 2023. And we're saying we're not even going to listen to y'all. School boy. We're going to decide what we want. We're going to decide what our kids learn. We're going to decide what we do with our damn library. And implement it ourselves. Just to show people and to get them thinking about and getting to see the power of themselves. I'm good with that. That sounds real good. Um, and seeing this social base is in the working class. So, um, it will be literally the people that are in the communities, not no, uh, no outsiders. Um, 
The commune is also a revolutionary counterculture. It is the embryo of the new revolutionary society and the body of the old sick dying one. It is the new lifestyle in microcosm, which contains the new social values and the new communal organizations and institutions, which will become the social-political infrastructure of the free society. Our objective is to teach new social values of unity and struggle against the negative effects of capitalist society and culture. To do that, we must build the commune into a class-conscious movement to build class pride and respect, class and social awareness, and to struggle against the capitalist slave master. This communalism would be both a repository of class culture and ideology. We need to change both our lives and our lifestyles in order to deal with the many interpersonal contradictions that exist in our community. We could examine the class family, class, male, female relationships, the mental health of the working and poor community, relations between the community and the ruling class establishment, and among working people themselves. We would hold class consciousness raising sessions in schools, community centers, prisons, and in the poor communities all over Southern Africa, which would teach our classes history and culture. New liberating social ideas and values to children and adults as issues of the day. Our people must be made to see that self-hatred, disunity, distrust, interseen violence, and oppressive social conditionings, conditions among working and poor people are the result of the legacy of slavery and the present-day effects of capitalism. Finally, the main objective of the working-class revolutionary culture is to agitate and organize working-class people to struggle for their freedom. So, definitely. Definitely. I think that's number one. I think... Yes, people need to know why we are fighting. Because I think that is and what we are fighting for. Because I think that is the the issue we've been having always. When there's <clears throat> the mobilization of the people, people are angry, people are upset, and all these things. Um, and people are out in the streets. But it's like without education, it's just like I'm out here. I'm angry. I might hit a cop. I might throw something, I might burn something down, but I don't know that there are solutions and I don't know that there is a way to progress past step one. And I think even for just everybody, we're always learning and this that's something that should never stop. Even if everybody is, is totally woke and everybody understands all the oppressive system, yada, yada, there's always room for growth and there's always room to learn new things. So... I definitely like that, of course, that's what they should be. The library should already be a place of, of a political organization as well as our community centers. And if you want to engage the churches, the churches too. So definitely down with that. We need to counter class self-hatred and frivolous party mentality. We also want to end the social degradation of our community and rid it of drug, addiction, prostitution, class-on-class crime crime, and other social evils that destroy the moral fiber of the poor community. Drugs and prostitution are mainly controlled by organized crime and protected by the police who accept bribes and gifts from gangsters. These negative social values, the so-called doggy dog philosophy of the capitalist system, teaches people to be individualists of the worst sort, willing to commit any kind of crime against each other and to take advantage of each other. This oppressive culture is what we are fighting. As long as it exists, it will be hard to unify the people around a revolutionary political program, for sure, 100%. 100%. And I think it's interesting, um, yeah.
you know, I've never been on the streets, never claimed to have been, been on the streets. You know, I'm privileged in that fact that I've never had to sell drugs, never had to uh, be a sex worker or any of that stuff. Um, but just from listening to the stories from people who have, something that comes up a lot is that you cannot trust anybody. You can't trust your mama. You can't trust your daddy. You can't trust your best friend because there's ops everywhere. Somebody is always plotting somebody's all always trying to take because it is a desperate desperate environment in which all resources are literally it's like a drip from a, a leaky faucet sparing everybody struggling everybody's trying to survive so any any way to get money any way to you know, feed feed yourself, clothe yourself, make it out the hood, get some type of self-respect. Anything, people going to do it by any means necessary. And that causes uh, us, because we are in this type of society, to be extremely individualistic. Extremely. Because it would seem like, logically, if you see everybody, everybody in our community... We are struggling. What can we do as a unit to find a way to, even if we're being capitalists, get money? To find a way to use the gifts that we have to better our lives. But no, capitalism says you, you will be the one. Because only only a, only a, se- a couple few can make it out of here. Only a couple few can can have a nice house and have a nice car and they have enough to feed their family. Everybody can't do it. So you got to make sure that you're the one on top. Frick everybody else. And it's 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 a bare bones view of that capitalist lifestyle. Everybody is in on the fight and anybody who can be exploited will be exploited in that type of situation. But it's no different than what these corporations are doing. Corporations are doing it on a mass scale. A mass scale. The CEOs, they're the ones that's being the dog eat dog against each other. But they have all of us doing the dirty work. So you really can't even see it like that. But ultimately, it's just reinforcing this system and how it is. There's nothing innately wrong with, with us. There's nothing innately wrong with people who... Who uh, had to resort to dealing drugs or have to resort to this or to that, any type of uh, black market crime, unless they're over here hurting uh, innocent people. It's just that's the way that the system is run. It, it, just, it is what it is. But that is something that's been ingrained in us as well, and that will take a lot of undoing as well to even get us to the point where it's like you can trust your brother. You can trust your sister. You can trust all of us. We have to establish that trust again and establish that we can be a community because we are all working together. This ain't one person trying to get ahead. This ain't one person trying to get on top of each of anybody else. This ain't one person trying to be in power. So, yes, I definitely agree with that. Um, we're going to stop right there. Um, the next part will be building a survival program. I will link this uh this in our our notes i'll link this pamphlet in our notes and uh yeah let me know what you think i definitely 
I definitely see where he's coming from, and I definitely think there are some things that we can take from this. A lot of this stuff, uh, you can tell he built on from George Jackson and what he was thinking about, you know, building that vanguard pa- vanguard party, organizing the community, stuff like that. So, I'm excited to see where else we go from here. Um, but, yeah, this has been Gabby, and this has been Building RPWR. <laughs> building RPWR. <laughs> Hit us up on Building RPWR. Yeah.